Hello everyone, welcome back to Sober Month. We're all stone cold sober, and that's uh, all there is to it. Much to much to the issues of both Dead Palette and Alan. But yeah. we all made I'm, a pact. We, we all made a pact when we started this that that was the theme for the unofficial theme for the whole month, and we didn't want to say anything about it. But because certain people have raised uh, complaints to me, I figured they need to be addressed. So if you guys want to, you know, finally bring that up. Now's your chance to air your grievances. Think of it like Festivus. Yeah, I'm not drinking. I'm just having a little bit of wine with vodka in it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the, the pact is the pact is broken. Um, How so? I I didn't even agreed, know that we agreed. For, there this was, was such a thing as for. That we we talked about this at the beginning. It's sober month. I mean, that's what it was about. Oh. Oh, wait, no, Sober Dwarf Month. Oh, shit. Um, well, I probably should have announced that at the very beginning of the whole thing, then. Uh, well, now I just feel like a jackass now. Um, yeah. So, tell you what, I'm going to go do a, I'm going to go do a walk of penance, and uh, you guys can take over the short shivery for this episode, okay? Is it going to be a small penance or a big penance? Um, probably about a medium penance. So, all the people who know me from Ohio know that I love fucking Donato's pizza a lot. Does anyone... Who else has Donato's? I know you do sober, but... Actually, nope. surprisingly, I do not have a Donato's within a 25-mile radius of me. Really? Okay. But, like, Donato's pizza is really big here, and the internet, through me using coupons and just, like... The the pizza NSA spying on me. Every time I come to the Creepypasta Wiki, I just get Donato's ads fucking everywhere. <laughs> I don't even know how it happens. I have ad block. <laughs> it's just like, no, dog, you really want a pizza? And it's like, oh, God, yeah, I do. And it's like, order now. It's like, oh, my God, I, I totally could. It would only it would only be like 20 bucks. Oh, my God. It's making me fat. Oh, I'm actually kind of pizzaed out because my diet consists mainly of pizza. Because for the cheap price of two fifty, I can get a little Caesar's pizza. How, how big? Large. I mean, it's five dollars, but I only <laughs> eat half of it. I eat the other half the next day, and mm. I go and I I just have this vicious cycle. In fact, somewhere deep in my Twitter account. There was a collection of pizza boxes that I showed off. Guys, this is a cry for help. Please help me. So we are sober, but we are not free of our pizza addictions. I've come back from my penance walk, and I p- picked up the last of that. And do I need to tell the story about the religious experience I personally witnessed when we went to uh, <laughs> that one place in Chillicothe? Jerry's Pizza. Jerry's Pizza. So... Uh, right before me and Kayla went back to, this is after we went to Ohio Con. Right before we went back to, we were on our way, essentially that night to get back to the airport in uh, in um, Cincinnati. And and m- mind you, all of us are fuck tired, especially oh, yeah. me, because oh. everyone else took a nap, and I'm like, I could play Overwatch for six hours while <laughs> everyone's napping. It was it was Kayla and Chelsea were the ones who were napping and and I was just kind of sat in a room and avoided Cassie. Well, more like Cassie avoided me. We just mutually avoided each other. But anyway, 
on the drive back, you're like, hey, we need to go to Chillicothe. I'm like, cool, we can see it, even though it's, like, parts of it, even though it's dark. And then we're like, we need to go to, to Jerry's Pizza. And I'm like, okay, but throughout this trip, I haven't seen Dead Palette eat much in the way of food. And, of course, when he was visiting California the first time, he hadn't eaten that much in the way of food either. He gets there. We get there. There's karaoke going on in the background, so it's a little distracting. He orders a, a, a large pizza for himself eats the entire thing, and the look on his face is one of supreme and utter bliss. I've never seen a human being be so happy to consume a uh, confection of cheese and sauce and crust in my entire life. And by the end of it, you were just like, all is right with the world. God is in his heaven. And David's asking me questions, and I'm like, I'm, I'll nod, I'll nod, yes or no, David, yeah. but I'm not answering any was, non-binary questions. He was literally in an altered state, like dead. I was like watching someone be on drugs. It was, it was kind of it was, beautiful. It was basically altered beast. I, I kind of want to make a request to someone drawing dead pal with like either a, a hago face or a torago face. <laughs> uh, in front of a pizza, whichever they can choose, which one. I, I just picked what I want. What I wish I had was I wish I had a camera right then. I just wanted to get that look on your face, but then the camera slowly zooms in artificially, and at, at the karaoke in the background slowly fades and is replaced with P R Z Z A. Oh no, dude, dude, that was that was playing in my mind. No, no. Caleb was across the room singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot at the karaoke, but I heard none of it. It was just all B-I-Z-Z-A in my head. Chocolate pouring like waterfalls. <laughs> I'm gonna scream! Oh, man. Um, Welcome to Under Pizza Analysis. <laughs> so we're in Midgar. Welcome to Undercrust, undercrust Analysis. <laughs> Under, Damn oh. pizza. Damn pizza over our heads. <laughs> Welcome all... to Thin Crust Analysis. <laughs> thin, uh, okay, thick or thin crust preferences. Thin. Uh, can I can I do deep dish? Sure. Um, isn't, isn't isn't deep dish just another term for thick crust? No, it's it's thick crust, but with the C's. No, sh- uh, Chicago style deep dish. Are we? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Yes, that's that's cake. <laughs> let, let let them eat cake. I can do either or. I like both. I just like pizza. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they want to put a pizza in front of me, I'm going to eat it. It doesn't matter <laughs> what it is. Despite despite uh, the fact that you've you've eat you ate, drank, and and slept pizza for a good period of time. Yeah. Don't get me uh, wrong. Don't get me wrong. Chicago style deep dish pizza is great, but it's not pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Soberdorf, that should be the five dollar. The name of your five dollar tier is mm-hmm. buy sober a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Patreon reward. I will videotape, <laughs> videotape, record me eating a pizza if you wish. <laughs> Making a hegal faces. <laughs> I have another. I have another important question though. Before we get into our short and shivery slash patrons poison for the day. By the way, that's what we're doing. Uh, for for the for what might might be the last sober 
uh, sober appearance for a little bit. But you Ever. know what? So because 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 we're killing him forbid, with pizza. We're killing him with pizza. And we, listen, it's gonna happen. Like you can't consume that much cheese and pepperoni in your life and expect to live a long, fruitful existence. Mainly yes. because you don't put fruit on pizza. Am I right? Fruit pizza. Now, now, hold on. Now, hold on. I know know this is a lot of build-up for a short and shivery, but it'll be worth it when we finally read Mr. Bone's Wild Ride. (laughs) (laughs) I have a weird sense of deja vu, and I don't know why. I think we might save that one for another time, Alan. Oh, okay. I think we might have to. Um, But, I mean, there's one that just opened in Bush Gardens. Oh. Oh, neat. I've been there. Have you? That's what we're that's what we're doing tonight. We're reading three stories, right? We're reading Oceanic Absurdity, The Pill, and Mr. Bones Wild Ride. That's what we're doing. Okay. Okay. So Should we start with Mr. Bones Wild Ride first. You know, let's say let's save that one for last. Yeah, because you know that one has a lot of like old cultural impact. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's better we we deal, delve into new stuff. And because the last couple uh, Fridays we haven't done Patriots Poison because we've been you know we we read a couple of dubious stories i i want to say i mean some of them weren't so bad but even so um but i mean i i the one the last last friday was was kind of a blur but i mean anyway uh but we're gonna finally catch up on uh the patron's poison and uh so the first story we're gonna read is called oceanic absurdity an account of nautical horror and it was pitched to us by simon Stetchler, who, as you recall, was the individual who wrote Amazon Ultra and The Journey Home, I think. And this and this story on creepypasta.com, this wonderful site with this wonderful layout, is rated 6.9 out of 10. Guys, it's rated 69 out of 10. 69, dudes! Totally! It's love for two. You guys will love this one, says Simon. Creepypasta that is possibly unintentionally erotic. I won't say any more. Seriously, though, it's great. It's a treat. So, I think that's a glowing endorsement. Why don't we uh, go ahead and dive right into it? Literally, because it's an ocean creepypasta. Should, should we all do it in our sexy voices? No, uh, we should all do it under the sounds of, like, snorkeling. Let's, uh, Yes. A bestial tentacle. Oh, that's that's a little bit too baney. I think I'll just read it normally. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, um, or should should I read first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. A bestial tentacle breaches the surface with a tremendous display of aqua aquamarine power. The resultant shower of water rained down in a torrent upon the deck, drenching the observing passenger. A groan possibly deep reverberated from the waters an ancient guttural bellow that shook the three thousand ton ship i ship it (laughs) i ship it Mm -hmm. at near full erection giggity (laughs) 69 dudes at near full erection the tentacle towered over the vessel at an imposing 400 feet in weight. Height. Fuck. <laughs> 400, 400 feet in weight. That's, that's even more terrifying. 
<laughs> it weighed as much as 400 feet. With a width of about six of that, and a thickness of proportion equal to several of the ship's decks, decks, decks stacked together. Yes, decks. The colossal appendage <laughs> weighed no less than several thousands of tons, and it brought down on the ship. And it brought down on the ship would surely bisect it from sheer weight alone, regardless of how much force was applied to its descent. If the physical proportions of the anomalous creature adhered to those of its lesser-sized yet scientifically classed kin, it would seemingly exist on a scale beyond even fictionally, fictionally fathomable extremes of cephalopod life. This is pretty absurd, you guys. I would say oceanically yeah. absurd. Yep. Um, could I could I make a request of future David? <laughs> We've been doing a lot of requests of future David this month. I, I think... I think that's fair, though, as long as it's reasonable. Could we get some public domain funky, sexy music put over that entire paragraph? I think, I think future David has, I, yeah, based on what I'm understanding right now, I think future David has acquiesced your request. Oh, has he? Yes, he has. <laughs> will he acquiesce? Will he acquiesce to all of my other requests that are also sexual? Uh, probably not those, but you know he'll throw you a bone. <laughs> well, I mean, if he acquiesces to that one, why are we even here? <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm shrugging. It's like, will you, will you fuck me? And then you just, like, leave the room and then throw a dildo into it and close the door. <laughs> <laughs> and and on the, uh, written in Sharpie on the back of it is just a little, like, love, David. Written in the back of it, it says I am forensic. <laughs> Uh, uh, Sober, do you want this paragraph or shall I? No, I'll take it. Go for it. Three columns intersected by innumerable rows of relatively small suctioning protrusions. Protrusion. (laughs) There goes that. Extended beyond the meaty colossus. (laughs) I used to play. I used to play bass for meaty colossus. Alan, how many bands did you play in, dude? So many. <laughs> I, I think I reviewed uh, Shadows of the Media Colossus. <laughs> did you do a design documentary about that? Yeah, it was pretty hard. I bet it was, but I mean, the, the length the length is worth it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's very long. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, also pretty uh, in-depth, uh, pretty girthy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was really surprised at it. I wasn't expecting it. You could hardly get your hands around it. I mean, it was, like, you have no idea. It was quite... That script was quite a mouthful. Uh, you know, also, but... it was, also, it was a dick. <laughs> Did I do it? Did I do it, guys? <laughs> Am I cool, too? <laughs> Did I do it? Though no sound could be heard... Each bowl-shaped nodule clenched and unclenched in excitement, or possibly thirst, while the great appendage to which they were attached merely swayed with apparent disinterest at the vessel it dwarfed what? Oh, shit! Oh, oh shit! Oh, shit. Uh, so now I think dwarving, like is a noun of something. I'm, we'll figure it out later, but... Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to be a sexual innuendo. We, we, That's we, all no, I want. We're going to find we, a way to work it into the the Ukahaku lexicon. 
Well, we've already like established that you're into the giantess kink, and I've off mic apologized for kink shaming you about that. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like anyway, you didn't, uh, you didn't know. I, I'm typically a little private about it, but I just, I just want to make sure that anyone else who shares that is fine with it. <laughs> just, uh... so for, for for those that don't know, by the way, um, Sakura is 12 feet tall. <laughs> when they first met. Uh, they, sober was when they first met. They didn't know if they were gonna hit it off, and then sober started going. All I want to do is see you turn into a giant woman, a giant <laughs> woman. <laughs> and uh, just wanted to point out a weird coincidence here. Uh, the band that used to open for Meaty Colossus was n- named Bowl Shaped Nodule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Observing with a sense of near-maddening fear from the railed topmost deck, an elderly man, dwelling in the blurred twilight between 60 and 70, conjured a scene of Lovecraftian quality. The tentacle, obviously an extension of a greater body, would probably at least maintain a proportional reality consistent with its presented immensity. Despite the horrific nature of it, there had yet to appear any suggestions of a paranormal origin, leading to the conclusion that nature had simply produced a terrifying anomaly. Going by the strain of logic, the man then speculated, with the summation based on the observation that only half of the full appendage had cleared the water that whatever creature existed below the surface probing the waterless realm had claimed to a truly monstrous immensity guys I'm getting a little hot hold on (laughs) so we know you're into giantesses but are you into giant squid monsters uh well I mean Dead Palette, you know you know what Japan is capable of. I think you can answer this question more than anyone. You know, I've never been into the tentacle thing. Not even now? I I've never not been into the tentacle thing though. <laughs> it's not a deal breaker. What I'm saying is if a woman is on a bed surrounded by squids, we're gonna we're gonna work through this. <laughs> <laughs> its body the joke ha- the joke I just restrained myself from saying oh man <laughs> potential blackmail yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that should be a patreon reward we'll give you stuff to blackmail us with <laughs> Chinaman Dewey Dewey Chinaman alright I'll, I'll continue alright ah uh, its body would have to weigh countless tons, possibly of comparable weight to the surrounding water, its presence displaced. For sustenance, it would have to feed it would needed to feed on either a genocidal amount of exponentially smaller beings or a few like sized ones. The nightmarish contemplation strained the wizened mind of the near centennial 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 
Sorry, I'm I'm like trying to speak closely to the mic, so I'm only like seeing half of what I'm reading. And and he soon fell into a defeated heap on the deck. Um, is this story okay? You gotta you gotta wonder. The the author had to have known what they were doing, right? They they had to. There's no way it could not. I mean, the story is called Oceanic Absurdity, an account of nautical horror. Absurdity does not evoke horror to be... Absurdity evokes uh, utter nonsense, madcap, goofy, or weird. um, More lighthearted. Absurdity, to me, seems more lighthearted. Does it necessarily denote lightheartedness, though? Does it necessarily no. denote goofiness? No, but that's it, that's, it, that's usually my mental correlation with the word. Yes. That's just me. Like, it could be either or with it, but the words used, like, meaty colossus, uh, there was erected, mm-hmm. a full erection. Oh, yeah, yeah. this the author knows what he's doing. Um, ignoring genre completely ignoring that is this working effectively though uh i i almost would say for, for that, what it's attempting whatever it is well i don't what know is what it att- it's attempting <laughs> like if what is it attempting because if it's trying to if it's trying to creep me out no if it's trying to turn me on uh jury's still out is it trying to be lovecraft because the writing is trying it feels like it's trying its damnedest to be lovecraft it's um, it's trying to it's, turn me on. If we're if we're going to return to a meme we have not referenced in a while, uh, then this is another episode of the Half Mass Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like um, that there is that the the eroticism is probably intentional. It has to be. Um, but it does feel bizarrely generalistic, and I, I see the Lovecraft in this, but. It, <laughs> You know, pulling away from the Lovecraft thing, it's a lot more digestible than Lovecraft. It is right. It is totally. Yeah. I would totally give it that. Mm-hmm. And and the term, uh, the, the sentence for its sustenance, it would need to feed on either a genocidal amount of exponentially smaller beings or a few like sized ones. That's oh my god, it's so fucking metal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, is like I think the what I feel is an intentional eroticism is pulling away from it. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Buts. And yeah. Buts. 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 Well, there's, there's buts, not enough, but there's not enough buts in this story. Well, well this is, this buts, is obviously, buts, buts, this buts, is obviously buts, catering, buts. To a, catering to a specific subset of people, uh, a certain appendage like tentacles. So far, all we got is the tip of the tentacle, though. Yeah, we 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 just have the to, tip. We have to go deeper. Um, As if if you if you enjoy uh, this sexually, please comment below. Come out <laughs> come out of that closet because we need to know. It's it's the it's the same metric that we have with David when there's gore involved. If David is grossed out, then gore porn is successful. <laughs> Because you know we've read stuff that's been way like, um, way like over the top gory, and I've still just been like, eh. And if you, but if you do it like, okay, I, I still feel like I haven't cringed as much as something as we did when we read uh, Cupcakes, because which is hilarious because I wasn't expecting that. 
Well, it's because of the way that certain things are described, particularly near the end when it comes to, like, stuff scraping against teeth and whatnot. Like, for some reason, that just really set me off. And, uh, I don't know, there's just, there's certain really tiny injuries and enhancements to that that just seem, sound especially painful and horrifying to me, so. It, it was just cracking me up. Oh, uh-huh. fair enough. <laughs> as, as crack, it, you cracking. 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 Oh, God. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. David, is it, David, is it your turn to read? Yes, it is. Okay. As if sensing its effortless victory over the will of its audience, the tentacle began writhing in morbid excitation. The nodule-ridden underbelly began undulating in a rhythm that suggested the regurgitation of some substance, but no mouth existed for a projectile to exit. Instead, to the horror of the helpless onlooker, the tentacle lowered towards the ship, gradually shadowing the entire surface. Stopping just inches from the wooden paneling of the flooring, a mere centimeters from the man's face, the tentacle seemingly froze with an unexpected rigidity. Hmm. Stunned by both fear and relief, the man remained under the claim of the once-encroaching tentacle. After what felt like an aeonic passage of seconds, the tentacle, in a truly disgusting dematerialization, lost what could be described as structural integrity of a biological nature, Instantaneous cellular decomposition plagued the thing, degrading its entire form with a rapidity never before seen in an animal of land or sea. It simply diffused into an almost gaseous sub- susp- suspend- bleh, suspension of particles before dispersing to nothingness by wave-borne winds. An estimated weight of thousands of tons evaporating into ether, into ether by divine intervention or some inexplicable agent of sci- uh, physiological deconstruction that's kind of interesting like you i'm know, not sure I'm, what happened there at all but that that threw me for a loop you know i'm not normally none of us are normally people who are like big on ratings we just kind of tell you what other people's ratings are and say like eh or okay uh how do we feel about 6.9 for this because i think that's a little I low i feel it's a little low yeah actually this guy is a word. Whoever the author is is a wordsmith. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm actually. Uh, it's kind of fun to read out loud. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I I have no mouth, but I must regurgitate pre- projectile substances. <laughs> yeah, it does seem a little low. I think it's. Uh, I'm hmm, especially after that last paragraph. I'm like, this is well, kind of interesting. I'm kind of interested in what's going to happen next. What I can't it imagine it's just. I can't imagine it shits the bed. It better not. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, there's still a story to go, though. So it, like, it, good writing is a hallmark of typically good stories. But again, the the early part was definitely going for a certain vibe, but I, it feels like we're kind of pulling away from it now. I think I think he pulled out of it. Ah, yeah, he knew. Ah. He, some some people don't have that sense of when to when to pull out, and some people do. It looks like our author uh, is 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 that. So good on you. I would I would say our author is a veritable pull out Kang. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank God! Oh thank God Almighty! I pulled out. Exalted the man, saved from the colossal horror once set on besieging his ship. 
although still afflicted by the subs- uh, subsistence tr- subsistent trembling of trauma, he had regained a comfortable sanity. He rose to his feet and approached the railing, curious not only of the fate of the creature, but also if any salvageable parts floated to the surface for collection and presentation. At that moment, the concept of optimism, happiness, and a man-dominated, and a man-dominated world were immediately ejected from his mind. Oh my God! This is this paragraph is cementing this person fucking loves Lovecraft. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, this is a man's world. This is a man's world, but it'd be nothing without women and tentacles. <laughs> Now, I'm actually thinking uh, maybe initially that and this is just kind of me throwing us out there. Maybe the whole initial like sexually charged part of this might have been a like a false sense of security to kind of get the audience like, oh, I know what this is going to be. I know what the joke is. I'm going to keep reading. And I hate to say it like this, but we took the bait. Maybe. Yeah, I. Uh, it's kind of like how in all my horror stories from now on, uh, I'm just gonna say the word boner twenty times before uh, <laughs> it gets into it. I mean, this story is really hooking me in. Would you say it's about sex on the whole? Uh, I don't quite see it. Uh, well, let's keep reading and find see if we get some more. No one's groaning at my obvious fish puns. There we go. I'm good. Through the partial transparency of the water, he witnessed an enormous fang detach from a dissolving form. After a few more seconds of diminishment, the waters were completely clear and brought a bleakly grave elucidation. Below, the creature that planned to destroy the man's ship existed a much larger thing. A grand horror that did not even care to abide by a general anatomical framework. A mass of absurdly large limbs, features, and inexpressible tangents of body that seemed to only serve a lethal purpose hovered below. At its center, which spanned a diameter around the vessel of comparable ratio to the earth set in the center of the sun, sat an eye embedded in a cavity of abyssal darkness. The pupil, a red sun of dismal focus gleamed with a fiery luminescence that would shame the greatest conflagrations of hell. Ooh. Man, this is heavy. A staggering heat radiated from the depths of the water, yet did not cause it to boil. A hatred transcending the once stark barrier of ocean and air. Whether he came to the conclusion of his own cognition or by the indoctrination of the impossible entity, it is not certain. What was certain is this sounds like the best Mastodon song. (laughs) (laughs) It is not certain. He conjectured that this aqua god was the true procreator of all earth and life. If the academic's claim of life arising from the primordial organisms of the sea held any merit, this creature could reasonably have been the progenitor of these, those azoic life forms. Beset by a dismal recognition, the man surrendered to the sovereignty of the god, as if resistance was even an option, and allowed his mind to unravel at the obscene morbidity before him. Lovecraft as fuck! Oh, damn. 
we have one paragraph left for the story to shit itself. Yeah. Um, this is proof that creepypasta.com is just creatively bank is creatively bankrupt because this is not a 6.9. That's that's fucking horseshit. I, I want to read the comments for this just to see what people like. I imagine there's not going to be too much intelligence down there, but well, it's I, now a seven. I, it's now an even 7.0 thanks to my vote. <laughs> I scrolled down. There are actually some intelligent comments, a handful. Alright, so last paragraph, we'll see where this goes. An unconsciousness dawned, he laughed to, to himself when the final irony became apparent to him. The first threat, the mammoth-like octopus thing that had reared a lone appendage, was probably the prey of the abyssal abomination beneath it. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Nice. Love that alliteration. A foe that could rival such a conglomerate of naval fleets was a, was mere food to a much more sinister entity. There's always a bigger fish. I was about, yep. <laughs> High five, Alan. Wow. This this is Lovecraft getting eaten by another... This is a Lovecraftian <laughs> monster getting eaten by another Lovecraftian monster. That is ultra Lovecraft, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm an abysmal abomination, man. Yeah, like Blue Yetis. <laughs> Just when you think you've seen the apex form of horror, a greater depravity trumps it. This momentary lapse into humor gave the man a grim peace of mind that allowed him to ignore the growing intensity of that already fierce stare. In those last moments of existence, he expelled a deep, resonant laughter as the visible horizon of the ocean instantly evaporated and was replaced by a rising hellscape of sanguine flame. Holy shit. Credited to Bruce Simmons. Bruce spelled with Bryce. a Y instead of a U. Bryce? Bryce. <laughs> Credited to Bruce Simmons. Credited to Bruce Simon. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever <laughs> why the hell is this rated a was rated a 6.9 this is <laughs> observe Alan turning into the Joker in the background <laughs> Oh, oh! Never learned to read, Brandon. Never. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Bruce Simons. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, Richard Simmons. Scrolling down, I see comments. Someone said, "I'm afraid that you tried a bit too hard." That person's wrong. Um. Uh, Patrick McGowan says the opening of the second paragraph at near full erection should probably be rephrased and maybe think of boners and anime tentacle porn. Immature, I know, but I doubt I'm the only immature person on this site. Well, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Other than that, well, that, it was a decent story, but that one line took me st- it straight from horror to comedy. Yeah, well, that person's wrong. 
No, um, I, I totally. I now that I read this, I think that was totally intentional. I think yeah. the person who wrote this knew what Creepypasta's audience was, and hooked hooked people into that. About nine months ago, Catherine C. said, You have really beautiful language woven throughout, and I like the kind of bait-and-switch you pulled with a creature. And there's a lot of other nice things that this person said, but Catherine C. is right on the goddamn money. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a bait-and-switch. It really was. Yeah. In, in a lot of, in more ways than just, like, literally in more ways than just, like, oh, here's a here's a monster rising up, and it's going to get eaten by another monster. It's the, the whole thing, like... I feel like it's intentionally using phallic, like, in innuendo language, and then suddenly it's like, nah, there's actually a really horrible thing rising from the sea to, like, yeah, destroy because everything. It, I mean, well, Catherine, it, uh, Catherine C., actually, reading more of the review, says something as a negative of a story that I fucking loved. Um the the plot is rather meager in a sense. It's more a snapshot than a uh, fucking read more. <laughs> it's more a snapshot a story. than a story. Yeah, I think that can work very well. But blah 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 blah. I like that this is this like when you think about it is just like a brief moment. Alan, he just words the fuck out of it. Alan, this is mm-hmm. fucking this is fucking keyhole fiction. Yeah, it is. This is keyhole fiction, slimy. You listening to this, buddy? This is Keyhole Fiction. <laughs> we need to give this man a medal. Oh, like, people are, like, bitching about how he uses big words, but honestly, the way he wove those words together, and I'll say it again, abysmal, abysmal abomination beneath it. That was very good. <laughs> beneath you, the <laughs> Uh, I will say, there was one comment I, I spotted down here that I appreciate. It's like, I am happy I didn't let myself be put off by a relative low rating. You dared greatly, and I, for one, was enticed by it. This is by Danny, by the way. You could abstain referencing Lovecraft so literally as far as I'm concerned, for it is obvious where you got your inspiration, and for me it's on par. You went all the way style, and for me, what with effect. Someone else rightly remarks such an endeavor can go badly wrong, but although some sentences might improve through careful revision, you went gloriously right. Wordsmithing at its finest. Well said, Danny. Well said. Yeah. Mm. Like this was a, this was a really good story. I to like Ka- this to, a lot. To Catherine C. point and um, about it's a very simple story with a lot of words and Alan's reaction to it. I think that a lot of the best art is fundamentally flawed in some way, and it's whether you want to put up with that flaw or not. Uh-huh. I think that the story's simplicity, I feel the same way as Alan does, that it works to its benefit. Yeah. But I have no problem with people taking issue with that. The The score of... Uh, this gets This got a lower score than your average IGN review of a video game. That's wrong. That is incorrect. Uh, uh, this what? This was the. I, I, am, I am glad that I don't look. So, at so what I'm saying. So what we're saying, listeners, is hey, if you like this, go to the link we posted at the bottom and rate it higher. Yeah, <laughs> upvote the story and leave a comment saying, "Yeah, good story." But and I, like, and, and I happen to like fully erect tentacles. 
I, I'm, I, <laughs> rate it. Go down to the comments. Rate it nine out of ten. Would come again. <laughs> I mean, I'm completely serious. I was kind of. I almost regret joking with that paragraph that I read because looking at it now, I'm like, oh no, this is this is still really good, and I just allow myself to kind of get caught up in the humor. Yeah, I think we came in. We came into it again, bait and switch. We came into it with one expectation. It got completely flipped around on us. That is Wait, mm. all right. Well, well, how was it recommended to us again? If I recall, uh, it was recommended as creepypasta that is possibly unintentionally erotic. I won't say any more. Seriously, though, it's a treat. And Simon, you were absolutely correct. Thank you so much for uh, suggesting this story to us. He's so, he's uh, right about it being a treat. He's wrong about it being unintentional. Yeah. I, uh, well, I'm going to give this... That is, and noted the possibly is in parentheses. Okay. Is gotcha, possibly. gotcha. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this a uh, near full erection out of a meaty colossus. I'm I'm going to give it a Bruce Simmons uh, a Bruce Simon out of <laughs> out of Bryce Simmons. Brandon, there were actual there are actual tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> I could hear the tears coming out of your eyes. I'm going to give this story giantess tentacle porn out of uh, I can't say, but that is a high rating for me. I am for reasons <clears throat> I can't say. I am going to give this. Uh, I am going to give this rapidly decomposing calamari out of the freshest choices sushi. If you read this story, you will never not bring calamari to bed ever again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was that was the in an unexpected move of the night. That was that. Oh. I, I don't know if the pill is gonna live up to, to what this is, but hopefully we might. I'm really, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed here that we get two in a row, maybe even possibly three in a row with Mr. Bones, because like we all know about the meme, but we don't know about the creepy pasta. So, did you say the pill was a pasta of the month or something? I did, yeah, it is. Okay, then, then here, here's the interesting. Here's why we need to read these two stories back to back then. Yeah, and it's uh, also this one is also classified as Lovecraftian. Oh, yep. We, we're gonna read. Uh, we read a story that had middling reviews that was really fucking good. Um, now let's read something that was apparently pasta of the month on Creepy Pasta and, Wiki. And and for a bonus, the pill is also considered birth control, so we can tie it into sexuality too. There you go. Sure. There, yes. <clears throat> I just Unless thought the pills are blue. Uh, yeah. uh, note to self, and this is for you guys to remind me, uh, promote carnal chills at the end of this. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah, why don't we just, uh, let's just get right into it. The pill. Don't take it. Oh, that was easy. All yeah. right. All right. Good. Good. I mean. Um, I would say I'm going to rate this don't take it out of take it. You know what? That, that is completely fair. I will rate this take it till you make it. I know I'm, I'm uh, referencing a meme from another podcast, but Comedy Bang Bang has a reoccurring joke about like them wanting Robert De Niro to be in... Uh, what was that movie with the... Uh, uh, Limitless. It's Limitless. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> g- g- give me that pill! <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, I want that bill. Oh, 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 oh. Speaking of other podcasts, you guys, we've been robbed. What? Uh, I was listening to the most recent episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. They had a whole section where they were just talking about centaurs. I'm not even kidding. Son of a bitch! <laughs> and it was straight this up is just, the cent- who would this win is the... in a war between centaurs and humans? That was what prompted this whole discussion. Oh my god. Oh no, 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 no. Um, we can up them. Because I was recently talking about centaurs with the kids I look after. And I, one of the kids brought up some centaur from some piece of fiction, like Percy Jackson or something being attractive. And I was like, so you would date a centaur? And she was like, yes. And I'm like, what if it's a reverse centaur? And we got into this, someone brought up like, what if it's a reverse centaur? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like a person with a horse head? No, no, no. It's a centaur. But the human body is placed on the back of the centaur <laughs> instead of the front, and it's like, wait a second, what do you what do you mean by that? And I'm like, we, we got into this conversation. Centaurs can't even itch their butts. You wouldn't want to be a centaur. It's like, no. But if you're a reverse centaur, you can itch your butt. You can lean down and itch your butt. <laughs> and it's like, wait. So would the butthole be in the front? Would you be pooping out of the front? Would you be watching yourself poop? What are the mechanics here? <laughs> so anyway, the pill. <laughs> right. Um, so don't take it. That was my first paragraph. Who wants to go next? It's a miracle. And the glory. And the greatest thing to ever happen. So they say. And it will probably become the law soon that you have to take it. They'll have you swallow a little capsule when you're still a baby. Probably at the same time you're getting your inoculations. The piece of the thing in there weighs only a few grams and will be plucked out of a little pool that will probably be installed in every hospital soon. Are, are we saying keyhole fiction early? <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, baby. Uh, you want to go next? Uh, Sure. A couple grams are more than enough for it to happen. Sure, you'll never get cancer. You'll live until 150. You'll have stronger bones and more and a more resilient immune system. You'll probably never need glasses or a hearing aid. If you lose something small like a finger, in half a year you'll have it back. If it, you lose a whole arm, in two years you'll have it back with near, nearly full functionality. It's sort of a miracle that believable if uh, that's believable enough to catch on. It won't solve all our problems, and it'll even create a few more, like overpopulation, like we never seen before, saw before. But it works, and it's cheap, and it's plentiful, and that's all we need. Sure, they can't quite explain how the thing actually manages to rewrite our genetic code after we swallow a few grams, but they promise the answers will come someday and that there will be no ill side effects. Hmm. So we're definitely get this too good to be true kind of vibe. What if it's what if it is it going to be like uh, cream? 
cash rules everything around me. Cream, Cream get, the, get money. the money. Dollar, dollar, bill, y'all. Am, am I the only person who's watched the from the same guy who did Salad Fingers, the, that sketch, that short animation? No, I've played Cream? Sonic the Hedgehog. I know who Cream is. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it in one episode just, before. Yeah, we just talked about this, David. Okay, fair enough. To- like, still totally shipping with Tails. So, it's from a previously unknown variety of starfish, but they won't tell you that on the news. No, think... this is Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> this, turn, this turns out to be a lost I've only episode. Got, I've only got my one pill. I think I'll swallow it now. I think I'll swallow it now. Uh, damn you. <laughs> I think the story right now is that it's something they're growing artificially. These starfish live in the deepest, darkest places in the ocean, and they aren't very big or interesting looking. Honestly, we've probably seen them down there before a thousand times and just looked them over. It just so happened that prick with the show eating the weird foods got a hold of one. God knows how. And thought it was a different kind of starfish, and ate part of it. And a year later, he had lost the foot. The he had that foot he lost back. I'm sure they tore apart his house and tested gallons of his blood and interrogated everyone here, everyone he ever spoke to. But somehow they figured out just when the regeneration happened, and eventually found the fucking thing. It had been alive when he had ate one of its arms, and I guess he took pity on it, and let the thing live in a tank in his house. While this led to that, and eventually they brought up the, they brought up a tongue of the suckers. Huh. So we're pointing out how evil Dr. Oz is? <laughs> is that what happened? Well, I mean, this does have Big Pharma written all over it. Like a pill you're going to be forced to take? Yeah, this is uh, this is a Monsanto project. Like the miracle pills that Dr. Oz was advertising and then someone else used that phrase and then they got mad at them. <laughs> but here's the thing. For... I'm sorry, you were saying... No, you, you, you can go, David, I'm sorry. Okay. But here's the thing. Think about our technology and innovations. Think about what they're for. Mostly it's to keep us alive longer, make us healthier, help us communicate better. What if, as a race, we'd already had the ability to communicate via thought? What if we were naturally incredibly hardy and long-lived? What if we started out having everything we needed without having to do a bit of work? Our goals would turn to keeping our world the way it was, it was and simply enjoying things. With a mind so powerful it can transmit and receive thoughts with no effort, it stands to reason other amazing things are possible, too. With that mind, with that mind staying completely intact in even the smallest sliver of the creature, one has to wonder just what else that mind can do. Where now? Where is this going? Yeah. Uh. Um. This. Do we have a term for like sh- soft shitting the bed? Um, sharding <laughs> the wet, bed. A um, wet fart. 
Yeah. Uh, skid skid marking. <laughs> yeah, this. I was kind of getting into it, and then this is n- nothing. It's everything up until this point has been keyhole, and now this is just like the most bizarre, disjointed speculation. Yep. Uh, what if we? What if we're our bodies are perfect, and then? All the gluten we're eating is making us autism. I don't know what it's going for here. Well, let me let me let me skip ahead a few sentences and uh, what if Five Nights at Freddy's was a metaphor for World War Two? Oh goddamn! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it just kind of took this turn to be like highly philosophical without having any depth of philosophy. You know what? I can say, honestly, as a writer, I've done that. I mean, I think everyone... I I see that mistake in myself as well. And I mean, it's... Like, it's not badly written. No, it's not. I I think this paragraph was. I think the rest of it was fine, but this one... I don't care for. Hmm. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Well, it just, it kind of goes with that. It's trying to make you think, but it's obviously leading towards a certain, like, it just said outright, don't take the pill. And now, I don't know, I think, let's see where this goes. Yeah, let's see where this goes. Uh, You're up, Dead Palette. So? Now, here's the question. If you survive all this time just sitting around on the bottom of the ocean with this incredible intellect, how would you amuse yourself? What if that mind can wander and roam freely if it can just find something to carry it? What if, as a race, we made ourselves the bottom of the food chain just to ensure we'd constantly be taken into new creatures to allow to, uh, and allow to see the world through their eyes. Is it really such a leap to think that such powerful minds could overtake smaller, lesser ones? No. Nor is it unusual to think that if such a race of powerful minds was endangered, they would use this ability to dominate the minds to defend themselves. You know what this, you know what this story is? You know what this is? This is when you're sort of high talking to the way too high guy at the party. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, and like, you don't know how to like politely back away. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's when you're talking to the JFK nut who was like, no, it wasn't a magical bullet. It was actually the cyber aliens that did it. So no, he he it, it, he fought, he was fine. Uh, he got killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. That the cyber aliens were paying him to do it. And and you're like like your friends at the party keep passing by, and you keep like looking at them with a look like you can't say out loud like help me. But <laughs> see, that's guys. That's when you think you need a shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
was embarrassing. That they'd be, uh, patiently wait until their enemies devoured them, then simply displace their minds of those enemies and solve the conflict. I don't think it's crazy at all. It's, I bet you don't. And I don't think it's crazy that there's suddenly a lot more war all over the world. A lot, a lot research put into birth control and the accidental release of the superbug that made men sterile. <laughs> we should Hallelujah. be enjoying, yeah, we should be enjoying world peace, but instead we're killing each other, other faster than we than ever before. You know what's so, this? Ki- so kind of fuck this. <laughs> You know what's okay? I'm gonna reserve this. I, I have a I have a comment, but I want to wait till we get to the end of the story. So, you you know what it's bringing me to is um the general or commander or whatever he is, the antagonist who's launching the bomb in um Doctor Strange Doctor Strange Love, yeah, mm-hmm. making the men fail. Turn them damn frogs gay. <laughs> So now here's the question, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you survived all this time. <laughs> Just sitting around on the bottom of the ocean, man. <laughs> With this incredible intellect. How would how would you amuse yourself, man? <laughs> <laughs> No, wait, wait, wait. Have you ever listened to the dead? <laughs> mm. Mm. You know, here's the thing is like the the nuclear bomb is already going to drop and you know, Russia's going to retaliate and it's going to destroy the world. But like how would you the the superpowers of the world react to this in a meeting behind closed doors? See, that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I haven't heard David talk because Dave's not here, man. <laughs> Maybe they're not even threatened. Maybe we're just a game to them. Maybe we're the hundredth race of beings. Hundred race of beings. These things have done this with. Maybe not. Fuck you. Who cares? Game theory. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that they don't turn you into some zombie from a cheesy old sci-fi flick. They let you think that you're still in control. That what they want you to do is actually what you want to do. It all seems so natural, so right. Then we're on World War III, and the only thing bombs won't scorch clean is the floor of the ocean. Bring us home, Alan. I mean, don't ask me how I know all this, but uh, just don't take the pill. Oh. Uh, this got pasta, all right. This got pasta of the month, you guys. Now, okay. I, I want to say this. Credited to a wanderer. Okay. I do want to open with this. This is a interesting concept. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I will. I will. 
you know what else is an interesting concept? Which is eerie happy, because happy. it wasn't all that long ago we read this. Uh, the Long Game by Prasichor. Did this really get past of the month? It did. It, it was it was making the rounds. I'm seeing like mostly negative reviews in the comments. Eighty-four comments. Well, says the first comment. This one was kind of dumb. The scary part: <laughs> sea stars are gonna mind control us and kill all the humans on the Earth. Hmm. Okay. The Alan, ending, Alan, the ending you... did not change my opinion of this. This story is being backed into a corner by a stoner at a party who won't shut up. <laughs> Alan, you've been a dick this whole time. You've been hogging that joint, and you have not passed it once. It's Puff Puff um, Pass Man. I've actually just been using my inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> Your inhaler full of weed? <laughs> because that's how it works. Have you looked at the back of a $20 bill? Oh, weed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will rate this story, I think, okay, what, what I meant to say was, with the long game, is that, in a way, it's kind of the same, in a way, there's a lot of the same premise, the same idea, that here's this miracle thing that people have seemingly found, that it, that sort of is allowed to get out there in the wider world, and then ends up fucking everyone over, in ways that they didn't uh, comprehend, but the thing is, the thing about the reason I think the long game is a superior story is because there's actually like, you know, actual fucking evidence put in there and logic and reasoning as to the way things are set up. And this story is making me appreciate the long game even more because this story doesn't have that. This story just has... A lot, a couple of weird logic leaps. Don't ask me how I know this. Says I know all this. Says says at the end. I'm like, but that's really important. That's really important in a story like this, where you're expecting us to believe what you're you're telling us. Also, right. World World War Three is happening, and so bombs are going to be dropped, and everyone's going to kill everyone else. But don't take the pill in the meantime that makes your life infinitely more better. What? Uh... Like, and it, it's such a cop-out to say, oh, well, we haven't really done the research into it, but there are no ill side effects. Hey, don't take this pill that they're going to force-feed to you when you're a fucking baby. Don't take it, even though you've already taken it, because you had it forced in your mouth when you were a fucking baby. I do not care much for this story. Me either. Okay, so so we should address something, though, is a thing that Alan brought up. It's like, okay, the story is highly rated on this site, um, and we were, like, kind of going in on the story to shit on it, but we weren't. No. Yeah. We, we, we wanted the story to succeed. Right. I just... I, that I, is I, our again, philosophy. I, I don't... We, uh, we always come into it... Uh, we always come into it wanting a story to succeed, unless we have some, you know preconceived notion about the kind of genre that people write in and but we always we always want to have the, we always come into it with the best of intentions 
And if we um, don't, we don't read it because there's a few stories we haven't read. We won't name names, but we're not going to read them because we know we wouldn't be fair. Right. And put, putting this out there, too, I know sometimes we have objectively said, well, this we have we've said things that aren't objective, like, well, this is shit. But like. That's okay. not us. I, being... I, figured, I figured out exactly what to say. You know why the long game is a better story than this one? Because it's a story. <laughs> there you go. Mm. That you that go. that is very succinct. <laughs> the, this feels like honestly, this the concept as I said, I don't think the concept is bad. It is probably a good kind of MacGuffin to okay, this is why things are happening. And that could be used in another story, especially like if all these crazy people are regenerative and live long lives and the protagonist or whatever didn't take the pill. I can get where that's a cool concept, Mm -hmm. but this, the way the story is communicated, it is, it just has a concept, but it has nothing, no way to make it interesting or, it's just like, oh, yeah, here's this thing, and it's really cool, and don't do it, because, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it, – concept is solid. Execution is poor. Also, it's like, hey, if you take this pill, taking the pill will seem like it was a great idea, but it never explores that concept, and, and it never attempts to show you – how you're trapped in this reality that you're trapped in now because you've taken the pill. Yeah. There are all these, like, missed opportunities and contradictions. Well, okay, and it feels like there's not really much in the way of stakes. I know they're trying to give us stakes, but do you feel like there's a sense of... Well, I like, basically at this point, it's like, okay, well, it's kind of like you cross the point of no return anyway, so, like, at a certain point... There, there were probably stakes initially, but now the die is cast, essentially. Yeah. You can't, like, at this point, we're at the point we're reading the story, it's like, well, we're screwed. What else? Not much else we can do. Welp. Schlischrug. <laughs> I, Praise the sun, guys. Praise the sun. I will give Any this... gamers in the audience? Um... <laughs> I have a I have a controversial idea. Yes. Um, before we read our third story, we should do our plugs now. Okay, I think that's fair. I think. Uh... Yeah, we. I think we need to kind of distance ourselves because I know the next story is going to be uh, wild. So. Yeah. So we should. Um, I, I I really guys I really cannot shake the like feeling of deja vu about this. Are you sure we haven't read this one before? I'm uh, almost positive. Okay. Um, you know maybe... what? You know what might have happened. Remember when you did string theory on undercooked analysis, and then you did string theory the episode. Oh. Did you do? Did you do a midnight marinara of Mr. Bones Wild Ride? Yeah, because I, I seem to remember doing a lot of editing. Okay, that's probably Bones what it was. So that's probably what yeah, it was. If, if yeah, you were yeah, doing yeah. a lot of editing, it was probably a midnight marinara. Oh yeah, exactly. It's not like some dick in the episode asked you to edit a bunch of stuff in. Yeah, it's not like people asked a future version of me to do a bunch of stuff or anything like that. So, because because I, I know you guys, you wouldn't do that. Well, fuck yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to plug someone else uh, that has been making really good content and just kind of wanting to get them 
they you need to watch them. Uh, my girlfriend, you're biased a little bit, has started a channel called Carnal Chills, mm. which uh, is definitely erotic horror theme. Not unlike the first story we read, but it is someone not with my voice, thankfully, saying sexy stories and... So if you like horror and you like someone who doesn't sound like a weird nasally dwarf, definitely check that channel out. If you like Dead Ballad, go watch Carnal Chills. Yeah. I will also give uh, Sakura a glowing endorsement for Carnal yeah. Chills. And if eventually you would like for me to be able to meet up with the Midnight Marinara crew and others... Uh, there should still be a few days on my Patreon drive left. Check it out. I might be at my goal. I might not be. I don't know. I don't know future Mason sober. I don't know future sober. He's doing whatever. That's his problem. <laughs> uh, is there anything in particular you have coming out soon, though, or is out recently that you would encourage people to check out? Uh, what I would encourage people to check out is I, because of, July also being also our summer games done quick. I did an episode dedicated to the design of speed running. Hmm. So if you're kind of interested in a subculture of gaming, not necessarily a game itself, uh, I would check that out. Uh, car- both uh, Carnal Chills and Sober Dwarf are on YouTube, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I know yours is, but I'm like, I'm just reminding myself about Carnal Chills. So yeah, if you want to see both of those, uh, look up Carnal Chills and Sober Dwarf on YouTube. Check out their content. And if you feel so inclined, uh, give Sober money because uh, he works hard for the money. And I don't want, I you know, a man cannot live on pizza alone, unless you're dead palate. And then not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> One of my um, favorite one of my favorite memes has always been the uh, whole uh, any pizza is a personal pizza if you fucking believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and and listen, my Patreon is per video, so if I happen to have a heart attack and die, you're not going to be continued to be charged each month. Just putting that out there. I'd I'd rather you didn't have a heart attack and die. Well, that's yeah, why. I, yeah, don't do that. That's why I need money so I can quit eating pizza, guys. Please help me. If you donate more, if you donate more money, he'll eat more pizza, because that's giving him more money for pizzas, thus leading to a quicker heart attack. Thus, you need to spend less money. You're you, you got to spend money to save money. Would it help if you? I, I love that mental gymnastics you just. <laughs> <laughs> Would it you deserve help a if, goal? if you put pineapple on your pizza though? Because at least I... there's some fruit going in there. I'm getting out okay, of here. now it's time to read Mr. Bones' Wild Ride, David. Okay, okay without Whatever. further ado, uh, uh, I guess we're going to read Mr. Bones' Wild Ride, so here we go. I'm Aaron. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. And I'm Rob. And we're the hosts of Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. So, Aaron, what is Doughboys? Doughboys is this podcast hosted by Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, who are two hilarious comedians, where they talk about chain restaurants every single week. 
So wait, what's Faux Boys then? Faux Boys is a podcast hosted by Aaron, Brendan, Brian, and Rob, four hilarious comedians who talk about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Are we going to go to the same chain restaurants that the Doughboys are going to? I sure hope so. But if we don't, we're still going to record an episode. Do they have chain restaurants in Canada? <laughs> Some of them. So tune in to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants on BenviewNetwork.com every two weeks to listen to Faux Boys, the podcast about the podcast about chain restaurants. Hey, does Feral Audio know we're doing this? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.